This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host covering everything sport, international, local. Hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or even if you're in the comfort of your own home listening to us on the podcast on Apple, Spotify and SoundCloud. The Halftime Show is about to kick off, so buckle up, guys. It's going to be awesome. My next guest is kind of hard to narrow down all his titles from strength and conditioning coach to fitness entrepreneur. He's done ultra-endurance events all around the world. In April 2018, he ran the famous Marathon des Abs, and which entails six self-sufficient back-to-back marathons through the Sahara Desert in Morocco. And in February 2019, he ran 230 kilometers through the Arctic Circle in the northernmost tip of Sweden. He hosts his own podcast, The Brian Keen Podcast, which has seen him bring on some phenomenal people and has two books out the fitness mindset and rewire mindset, to name a few. Brian Keane is up next on the Halftime Show, and you're not going to want to miss this, folks. We're talking about mental performance and how he rewires his mindset, nutrition, and how he fuels his brain and body, and we put him through the fire round. On the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. Pulse95. Oh, he loves the fire, and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Salam, it sure is that time and welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I'm your host covering everything sport, international, local. I'm so happy to welcome my next guest because I've been listening to all his podcasts. His first book, The Fitness Mindset, was brilliant and I can't wait to get his second book, Rewire Your Mindset. Brian Keane, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm looking forward to chatting. Hey, man, it's my pleasure. Now, Brian, what I love about your content is the way it channels the importance of mental performance and mindset. How has your mindset evolved over the years? Well, one of the things that I talk about in my books and on my podcast was my mindset was something that I had to develop. So as somebody that, you know, runs ultra marathons, started their own business, etc., that wasn't always the way it was. Um, I generally like it, liken it to somebody that was overweight that is now in good shape and they learned how to get in good shape through struggle, trial and error, etc. Um, and that's what I did with my mindset over the last few years. I was very, I used to work as a, a, an elementary school teacher. Um, I used to do any fitness competition. I didn't do anything in the realm of ultra endurance. And as I went through my journey, starting from a teacher into setting up, or to setting up my own fitness business, I started to build more confidence as I went along and then every time a challenge came my way so the first one was a bodybuilding competition I wanted to step on stage at a bodybuilding show I trained and prepared for that and that gave me an unbelievable amount of confidence and then over the last few years I basically Omar used my feedback on what I'm afraid of to go after and what I should do so when I did Marathon to Saab in 2018 it was because I'm like oh that scares me that's something that I'm I'm really afraid of doing so I set it as a goal I signed up I went and did it um, and then the next thing was the Arctic in 2019 it was the same feeling I'm like oh 
I don't know if I want to run through the Arctic. That sounds extremely difficult, hard, and everything along those lines. But I signed up and did it. And over the last few years, and one of the things I preach to people on my channels and on my podcasts and my books is use your fear as feedback on what you should be doing and face the fear and do it anyway. The slide that never goes away, you just get better at handling it. That's so interesting that you use fear, which is normally looked at as a negative thing, but you kind of turn that into positive. Yeah, I think fear... Like, there's a big difference between real fear and perceived fear. I think when I understood the difference between those two things, when I started running ultra marathons and ultra endurance events, I was able to see the difference between perceived fear and real fear. Like real fear is there's a snake in front of you, it's poisonous, it might bite you. That's real fear. Uh, perceived fear is asking for that promotion at work, going after that job title you want, you know, going into that gym that you're afraid to step into. They're all perceived fears. And when I was able to separate the difference between the two, it made it very easy to make decisions because I'm like, I don't want to go through my life being held back by fear. I should use this as a positive thing and use it to give me focus. And it, and it basically is what I use as a feedback mechanism. I use failure and fear as a feedback mechanism on what I should do. But that's the first thing you have to do before you do any of that is separate real fear from the fear. Don't do crazy things that might kill you unless you wait up the pros and cons, obviously, yeah. you know, which I do myself when I run through the Arctic and the Sahara, etc. But when you realize that most of your fears are just perceived that they're just you've made up the situation in your head and it's way worse than you think it really is it makes it a lot easier than to use the fear as feedback on what you should be doing awesome awesome and it's interesting I, I had it went through my mind fight or flight and sympathetic parasympathetic all these things while you were talking about that I was just, all these things were just shooting out of my brain how do you fuel the brain when it comes to channeling that so what I generally do is what the example that I use is I think of you have to build up confidence. Like confidence, at the end of the day, confidence and self-doubt. Like fear and self-doubt are very are kissing cousins, effectively. Like they're the more self-doubt you have, the more fear you're going to have in a situation. So when it's the case of then of right, do I just let this fear beat me, or do I figure out strategies to cope better with it? And the way you deal with that is by building up confidence. And what I like to what I like to imagine is like a confidence table. If you picture a table, and when you have a lot of legs on a table, that table is hard to knock. That's your confidence. So when you set small goals for yourself, like I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. to go for a run, or I'm going to go to the gym four times this week, or I'm going to prepare my meals because I know I make bad food choices the next day at lunchtime, or whatever that is, I'm going to score this amount of goals this year, or I'm going to get myself in the position to play this amount of minutes, etc. in a sport. You set the goal for yourself and then when you hit it, you build confidence and adding legs to that table. And when you do that consistently over time, you go from someone that wasn't feeling very confident in what they could do to now somebody that's got all these tools in their toolkit for, right, I'm afraid of the situation, but I'm, I've got the tools that I need in order to handle anything that I'm afraid of. You know, when you do that over time, you set small goals in the beginning and then as you get more confident, you set bigger goals. You know, my goals in the beginning were I want to be able to run five kilometers without stopping. And then it was I want to be able to run a marathon. And then it was I want to run six back-to-back marathons in the Sahara. And it builds. And you think of those legs on a table. Some legs are small tables that just give you a little bit of sturdiness. Other ones are massive legs that give you huge confidence, such as marathon to sob for me or the arctic for me but they're relative you don't have to do those events to get the confidence you just have to go after things that you're afraid of and when you do that that's the way to deal with any fear any self-doubt that you have and i just see them as two sides of the opposite point you can handle that fear and handle that self-doubt and build the confidence on the other side you can literally go after anything then because you're not letting your own biggest enemy live between your two ears absolutely and i think over the last 10 years 
all this experience and all the things that you've been through has kind of shaped you up to who you are. If you could give yourself advice now and go back into the future uh, and give yourself that kind of advice, what would you give yourself? Don't listen to anybody who you wouldn't switch positions with. Um, nice. I think I think that piece of advice, because I was worse for taking advice from everybody. So I would ask, well, this is so this is ludicrous, Omar, but I would ask like my single friend for advice on relationships. <laughs> so, like, and I'm like, why am I asking? It's the same as, you know, we joke in, in fitness. I'm like, you don't ask someone who's very overweight for fitness advice. Like, if that just makes sense. Like, and I think if I could go back, because I was the worst for asking everybody who was around me for advice, as opposed to picking one or two people who could offer me the best advice on business or relationships or fitness, and then listening to what they have to say, and because that would at least drown out some of the noise. So I think if I could go back, that would definitely be the tip I would give. Awesome, awesome. I'm going to give a couple of shouts, including our youngest listener, uh, Dominique, who's seven years old, and said... Omar, you better give me a shout-out. So I'm going to give her a shout-out. And everyone else who's tuned in on the Instagram live at Omar Abdurri Hamad, you got Zulfi, you got Nina, you got uh, Amy, you got Goran, you got the Harakat group. Thank you so much for tuning in. And guys, you are in for a treat today because coming up next, we talk to Brian Keane about nutrition and the significant role it's played in his life from fitness model to ultra-endurance athlete on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse95. You're listening to Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar al on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar al I'm your host covering everything sport, international and local. Shout out to everyone who's listening to us on Pulse95Radio.com, Pulse95. You've got our own app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, and even those on the Instagram live at Omar al and at Pulse95 Radio. Now, if you're just tuning in and want to catch up on any of our shows, where have you been? Because <laughs> I have a special treat for you guys today. Um, Brian Keane is on the show, on the Halftime Show. We give a little bit of a round of applause for that. Now, Brian, you've tackled many things from being on stage as a fitness model, which has its own stresses and pressures, to competing in ultra-endurance events. How has your nutrition changed when you've been switching goals? It's funny because what people generally think when... Because in 2014, so I won my pro card in fitness model in 2014, which basically just means that you can go around the world and compete in shows for money. Um, and then I finished eighth in the world in Las Vegas in 2015, and that was my last show, my fitness model show. And then I did nothing really fitness-wise except for maintenance until Marathon the Saab in 2018. And generally when people ask me about nutrition, you would think that they were completely different from both. And to a degree, they kind of were. But I just have a couple of fitness nutritional principles that I follow, that I follow myself. I followed when I was a professional fitness model. I follow when I do ultra endurance. And I just follow those principles. And the only thing that will change then in terms of diet, and I'll give you some of the examples, is that the amount will go up or down based on my training. So for example, when I was competing as a fitness model, I ate mostly real food. So lots of fruits, a lot of vegetables, um, a lot of complex carbohydrates like sweet potato or oats or brown rice, and um, lots of healthy fats, so avocado, olive oil, and um, coconut oil, and then protein. So my um, fish, meat, you know, uh, different types of lean meat and fish. And 
when I was competing at the top of the world of fitness modeling, that was my diet more or less. The only difference was I was counting calories and I was counting the macros because I obviously had to be at a certain level of body fat to be able to compete and do photo shoots, etc. as a fitness model. When I did Marathon the Saab in the Arctic and I ran a recent 100 mile ultra marathon there in February, my diet doesn't change that much. It's very similar with the foods that I eat. The only difference is the quantity goes up. So when I'm training for a 100 mile ultra marathon or training for the Arctic of the Sahara, I could be running 50 to 100 miles a week and I'll be doing my weight workouts with that, my strength and conditioning, you know, four to five gym sessions a week. So that means I need to eat way more food. So the only difference there is I will eat way more fat. So a lot more nuts, nut butters, um, coconut oil, olive oil, and I'll wrap those fats up to, you know, three, 4,000 calories a day because my body needs at least that just to maintain and fuel my workouts. Um, so it doesn't really change. Like the nutritional p- principles I tell people that I work with that ever ask me or whenever I can offer advice to people is don't overcomplicate your nutrition. You know, mm. stick with 80 to 90% real food as much as possible. Like if you look at the back of an ingredient list and there's more than two ingredients, limit the amount of food you eat. Like you look at broccoli, like there's one ingredient, it's broccoli. You know, you look at yeah. chicken or fish, it's one ingredient. Like if the more you can do that, the better you're going to feel. You don't have to calculate all your calories, you don't have to calculate all your macros, you don't have to do any of that. Just start with making better food choices because what happens with those foods is they're higher in vitamins, they're higher in minerals, they're higher in fiber. So you end up eating less of them because you're giving your body everything it needs to feel fueled so you don't feel as hungry. And when you don't feel as hungry, you don't eat as much. And that's at the end of the day, regardless of whether you want to lose weight or improve your performance, etc., that's the goal. It's to feel good, to feel satiated, to feel full, to feel energized. And when you do that, it makes training easier. It makes moving easier. It makes going to the gym easier. And that all has a positive compound effect going forward. Absolutely. And when it comes down to calculating or even weighing your food, uh, your food, what, what worked best for you? So I don't weigh or calculate anything now. I do it all by eye. That's generally not the recommendation I offer for people at the beginning. What I would do for people who are at the very beginning is for a week or two at least, is use something like MyFitnessPal. So the app online, free app, yeah. that calculate all your calories and all your macros. And at least get an idea of how many calories you're eating per day because a lot of people undershoot or overshoot what they're eating. You know, people will think that, oh, I'm eating 2,000 calories a day and I want to lose weight or I'm eating 1,500 calories a day and I want to lose weight. And then they track it on my fitness pal and they're like, oh, I'm eating 3,000 calories a day. I didn't realize there was so much calories in those cans of soda I was drinking or there was so many calories in that sauce in my salad. Like that at least gives you feedback then and then you could adjust your calories upwards or downwards. Um, and then based on your personality type, like somebody that does really well with like an OCD approach, like a math brain, someone that loves calculating everything, I'm like, yeah, keep using my fitness pal and track all your macros and calories, because that's going to make you feel less stressed knowing what you're consuming. Whereas somebody else, similar to me, that gets stressed with the numbers, it's better to do it for a week or two, see what they're consuming in terms of calories and macronutrients, and then just do it by eye after that. That's amazing. And has there been any certain foods that not surprised you but got the best out of you when it came down to performance and recovery um yeah i i do way better off higher fat and lower carb um so i eat a lot of plants most of my diet is plant-based and has been for years and um, just because it makes me feel better the fiber the vitamins the minerals but i do much better off higher fat so that means that i can go through my whole day without eating any carbohydrates you know no potatoes no oats no tortilla no chips nothing like that 
nicely it's fine as long as my fats go up so as long as I increase my olive oil in my salad as long as I put coconut oil in my coffee as long as I'm eating more almond butter or nut butter I feel amazing for recovery for inflammation for everything but that's what works for me there's people on the other side of the coin who are the opposite you know based mm. on its fat adaption versus carb adaption some people work better dropping their fats really low and keeping their carbohydrates really high so what I would generally advise to people is the one trial and true that will work for the majority of people whether they're an athlete whether they're trying to lose weight or whether they're trying to build muscle is keep your protein intake moderate like always keep that relatively high and relatively moderate and then with your carbs and fats you can do whatever you want with them you know because if you're trying to recover if you're trying to repair protein and amino acids which, which is made of protein they're the building blocks of everything in life but they're the building blocks of recovery so if you're not eating your protein requirements you're not going to optimally recover on whatever you're trying to do, whether that's a workout in the gym or a performance on the pitch or whatever your sport is. So I would do that, number one, and then afterwards manipulate your carbohydrates and your fats based on what works best for you and realize that it's an individual thing. Like, there is no one size all. Not everybody will work well off high fats. Not everybody will work well off high carbs. But if you test it for a week, you know, go higher carb and lower fat or, low, or higher fat and lower carb, you will know after a week. You'll feel better, your energy levels will be better, your recovery will be better, your mental cognition will be better, and you will just generally feel so much better. And what I would advise then is just double down on whatever's working best for you. Yeah, that's brilliant. And you know what, uh, Brian, I mean, again, I know you, well, I know of you quite well, um, but coming up next, right, we're going to put you through the fire round. <laughs> now, the fire round is basically something where we get to know our guests a lot better. And also, I want my listeners to get to, get to know you a lot better. So stay tuned for more on The Only Place to Be at 3, the halftime show on Pulse95. You're, You're listening, listening to, to Pulse95. Pulse95. Oh, he loves the fire and the goal. This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike. Salam and welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. Um, i got a few cheeky shout-outs i got to give to uh, everyone who's tuning in on the Instagram live at Omar Duri on Pulse95 Radio. A- uh, Ajay, Yezin, Tariq, uh, Amy, uh, Nicolette, Sama as well, who's here in the studio with me helping me out and making sure the music is on point. And of course, uh, a shout-out to my guest, Brian Keen, who's in the studio. Brian, welcome to the show. Love it, love it, love it, this conversation, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, Brian, in order for my listeners to get to know, you know, you properly, like really, really get to know you, we have this segment called The Fire Round, where I throw topics your way and you have up to a sentence to answer them however you wish to. Now, for example, I throw a topic like coffee and you tell me your view on it. Is that, is that clear? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, now I think this was going to be one of the best fire rounds, no pressure, because of uh, obviously your background and uh, and a lot of the things that you've uh, experienced over your career. Um, so this we're going to switch up the music for it as well. So here we're going to put the fire round music on. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. First one, gut health. Uh, high priority like get yourself a good probiotic and look after your gut health that is going to improve your mood your digestion your energy levels everything Arnold Schwarzenegger or The Rock oh that's <laughs> like asking me my favourite child um, oh, Schwarzenegger just because he was the one I followed as a teenager okay okay see I was going to ask you Arnold or Stallone but I put the rock in it. Okay, okay, okay. Um, biggest nutrition myth. 
keto diet is probably the biggest one right now that if you just go into ketosis you'll lose body fat which isn't true you need to be in a calorie deficit nice okay how do you reset by pulling myself into the moment and realizing that what's gone is gone and that I need to put the best foot forward right now so resetting on diet is right I've eaten a poor meal now I need to reset and get the next one right nice apple cider vinegar Disgusting, but, <laughs> but, but a must. <laughs> okay. Uh, CrossFit. A fan, but some really stupid moves in there. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is good. Okay. Um, training myth. Name me a training myth. That machines are, unless you're a bodybuilder, that machines have a place in a workout. Um, I think machines are just the biggest waste of time and space in a gym unless you're a bodybuilder or a bikini athlete trying to isolate a muscle group. Stick with barbells, dumbbells, body weight. Nice. The the Game Changer documentary. Cherry picked. Heavily, heavily cherry picked. Mm. Meaning that the a really well shot documentary that's super persuasive because that's what documentaries do but that the evidence is super, super cherry-picked, meaning that all the evidence that contradicts everything they say has been left out in the documentary. Mm, nice. Uh, name a recovery hack. Uh, vibro- vibrating foam roller. Um, I use a foam roller, but I use a vibrating one, uh, which just gets way deeper into the kind of nooks and crannies. Um, yeah, I couldn't live without it. Nice. Why did a chicken cross the road? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Why did you cross the road? Do you have a better answer than normal? <laughs> oh, it's funny. That always gets them. Okay, uh, acupuncture. <laughs> I, 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 I was laughing at the chicken. What was the last one? <laughs> acupuncture. Uh, I'm a fan, but terrified of needles. Okay, okay. Intermittent fasting. Uh, I do it, but it's not for everybody. And it's a... Again, a myth around fat loss. If you want to lose fat, get into a calorie deficit. Intermittent fasting can help that, but you can lose fat without it. Nice. Acai. I don't really use it um, and don't know that much research on it, so I can't offer an opinion on it. Okay. Veganism. Oh, the baby gets thrown out with the bath water. Um, <laughs> a great nutritional strategy because it bumps up your plants, yep. um, but it's not going to fix everything in the planet and the universe. I'm so glad you said that. Okay. Uh, favorite podcast, apart from the Brian Keane podcast, which is my favorite podcast. I um, I listen to probably Joe Rogan's the one I listen to most regularly. And I, I take a lot of his guests. <laughs> when they come on, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I was like, they'd be a great guest. And I, I, I asked a lot of Joe Rogan's guests. Hey, listen, I couldn't believe when you actually responded to me, so I know how the feeling is. <laughs> 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 Pleasure's all mine. Thanks again for reaching out. <laughs> um, fittest athlete in the world, in your eyes? My eyes. Um, probably David Goggins, but that's because I he's helped me a lot on my journey and my mental side that I'm biased um, but I think you're going to come at it whatever angle that you're if you're a bodybuilder you'll say a bodybuilder if you're a crossfitter you'll say a crossfitter I'm currently running ultra marathons so I'm going to say David Goggins and he's very raw as well which is, which is amazing which I love I love yeah okay coffee couldn't live without it like it might, my, one of my favourite things that I at some stage will try and cut out of my life but I couldn't live without it right now I love it nice immune system booster Vitamin C, vitamin C. Um, yeah, the obvious one, and then probiotics, glutamine, and zinc. Like they're the the, the kind of the powerhouse of, of immune boosting supplements. 
Uh, social media. Great master, <laughs> terrible, or great slave, terrible master. Say that again, say that again, sorry. A uh, great slave, terrible master. Great Brilliant slave, master. I like a that. a terrible master if it's in control of you. Very cool. Conor McGregor. One of our own. <laughs> <laughs> and the best thing is you said it in the accent. That's the, that's the thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no yeah, one can get away with Gregor. that apart from if you're from Ireland. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I like that. Uh, most memorable interview you've conducted on your pod? Oh, um, probably, probably actually one of the Dubai. It's weird because two of my favorite podcasts are two Dubai natives, Tom Martin and Martin Smith. Okay. And both of those podcasts, especially because I timed them before I went to the Arctic and Tom got injured on his podcast talking about a Dubai Ultra and that helped me when I tore my Achilles in the Arctic. Um, so probably either Tom or Marcus's. Um, yeah, and that's not, not just because it's a Dubai radio show. That's genuine. Very, very cool. Okay, Ali or Tyson? Oh, Ali. Oh, no, Tyson, Tyson, I came on my Tyson, Tyson. You know how many times people pause on that one? They pause on that more than, they they pause on that more than uh, why did chicken cross the road? (laughs) (laughs) But that's because they're they're so different, but both so amazing. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, I changed it. I'm going Tyson. I watched his recent documentary and and that's forefront of my mind, so Tyson. Okay. Three supplements you live by. Uh, probiotic. I use Pluto's Choice Super 8 Gold, but any, any, I'm not sponsored by them or anything like that. They're mm-hmm. just my favorite one, but any good probiotic. Um, I use Lion's Mane, which I'm a big fan of when I'm writing books, especially, um, and CBD oil, which I think is banned in Dubai, but CBD oil for my sleep. That's uh, the best supplement I've ever used for sleep. Um, so yeah, they're my three. It's almost like you, you can see my script because my next one was Sleeping Hack. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, uh, CBD oil, but that's not relevant relevant for people that can't get it. Uh, that's the best one I've ever used. Uh, but outside of that, uh, GABA, magnesium, and L-theanine. Um, yeah, they're they're my go-to's. Magnesium's also an amazing one, but I get quite a lot of magnesium in my diet for sleep. Like, look at your magnesium, because that could be all. Most people that have sleep problems, that magnesium and the sleep problems go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's your role model? Um, my mum. Um, my mum just because she's been chill and literally doesn't care what I do and has supported everything I've ever done and that's what I want to be for my daughter uh, we, have, we have that in common uh, Iron Man I, I love him <laughs> my favourite my favorite. He, 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 I've, I've had this fight with friends of mine I'm like he's the real king of Marvel I'm like it's not Captain America I'm right. like it's the Iron Man <laughs> If that's Iron Man triathlon, that's my next event. I'm not sure if you're talking about the Marvel. You know what? It was the first thing that came to your mind. That's why I threw that in there. Um, (laughs) 2020. Lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite book? um, Probably Sapiens. That's the one I come... Oh, no, that's not true. Poor Charlie's Almanac. That's the one I reread every year. It's Charlie Munger's book, who's uh, uh, he owns Berkshire Hathaway with Warren Buffett. Uh, I read that book every year. Interesting. Meditation. Amazing, but I don't do it. Okay. Um, favorite cheat meal? Chocolate. Chocolate or ice cream in any quantity, in any amount, <laughs> in any flavor. Just give it to me. One piece of technology you use for health and fitness. 
this isn't this is this is going to be a, a cop out answer, but I couldn't do my long runs without the podcast app on my phone. No, actually, I believe that. I believe that. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, then I'll, I'll totally use it. I, I, I <laughs> no way I'd be able to run twenty or thirty kilometers up to a podcast. Yeah. Okay. And Holly. Oh, my everything that's yeah. my daughter yeah. yeah for everyone that's tuned in one of the things again this is how you know I listen to, to a lot of your material um, the thing I love is uh, is Brian Keane's uh, relationship with his mother and with his daughter Holly and that's why I threw it in there and last but not least your experience on the halftime show oh I love this this is amazing I'm, I'm literally sitting in a sauna as I was saying I'm sitting in a recording this I'm like this is awesome. I'm going to chat you all day, Omar. <laughs> I appreciate that. And for that, Brian, you deserve a round of applause because you have completed the fire round. And, and I have to say, I did predict this and I did forecast this and I said this to, uh, to, to my sound and music specialist lady who's in the studio. I told her that this would be the best fire round. It's going to take a lot to catch up with this. And there you have it. Brian <laughs> has survived the, uh, the fire round. And coming up next, we answer your questions and find out what's next for Brian and how we can follow him and all the amazing things he's doing on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the fire. This is the halftime show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, Salam and welcome back to the Halftime Show uh, with Omar Duri. I'm your host, covering everything sport, international, local. I have to say, for selfish reasons, this interview has been more like a conversation between me and someone I have heard and listened to on his podcast for such a long time. Brian Keane, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks so much, Omar. Hey, listen, it's great having you on board. Now, I've got a couple of questions here uh, which have been sent in for you. I'm going to try and uh, run through them quickly because I know... You are also in the middle of a sauna session. One of the questions I have here is, how do you keep your spirits up at a time like this? By focusing on the positive, like understanding that what you focus on is what expands. That if you focus on all the negative stuff, that's what's going to expand. If you focus on the positive stuff, that's going to expand. Like, of course, if you're watching the news, Five, six, seven hours a day, your mindset's going to be super negative. Like what I would advise, I put this on my Instagram last week, was use 10 minutes a day. First thing in the morning, check the updates because you need to stay informed, obviously, when things are as crazy as this. But, but use this as an opportunity. Like as soon as this happens, like start focusing on the positive. Are you getting to spend more time with your family and friends now because you're on lockdown? You know, are you able to train twice a day now and get into the best shape of your life? You know, or in my case, I started writing my new book. The next book that's coming out, I started writing it early. I'm like, this is an opportunity now. So start focusing on the opportunity and start looking at the positives out of the situation and realize that it will look after itself. This whole situation, you know, we've been through it in the past in terms of not this exact scenario, but beings have been through crazy stuff in the past and we came through it and we'll come through this as well. But in the meantime, start focusing on the positive things and start making that your main focal point of the day and that will keep you more positive during this time. Absolutely. And I've got to ask you there, now did we just get an exclusive that you're, rewrite, you're writing a third book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in the process of writing it now. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I wasn't going to start writing it in September um, but because of just obviously the whole lockdown and the extra time I've started writing now so I'm, I'm about, about six or seven thousand words into the new book so uh, that, that it won't be out until next year more than likely or maybe even the year after it depends uh, but yeah it's in the process now very nice and has it got a name? 
Um, it's got a working title. Um, it's got a working title, which is The Mindset Paradox, Why Training Yourself to Do Difficult Things Makes Life Easier. Um, but that's just the working title. Amazing. And okay, so the next question. How has your routine changed since COVID-19? I'm doing all my workouts from home. So that's the main thing. I'm fortunate that my business is all online. Um, I live relatively close to even, you know, my mum lives about five minutes back the road from me. So she's quite close anyway. Um, so I haven't had a massive disruption except that I can't do any one-to-one meetings and I can't um, train in the gym. So I've got all my equipment at home. I've got like a mini home gym and I'm doing a lot of running and a lot of cycling. Um, but I'm lucky in the sense that my business has been online since 2016. So that site hasn't taken a major disruption. So I'm still recording podcasts. I'm still writing. I'm still training. Um, so the only major thing that's changed is I'm not doing that in the gym now. Hmm. And any documentaries you recommend to watch or shows to listen to at a time like this? Um, I won't go documentaries or shows, but what I will do is I'll recommend a couple of books that helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, ones that helped me the most were, uh, I mentioned it earlier, Sapiens by Yuri Naval, I can never pronounce his last name. Um, that, uh, Guns, Germs and Steel by Jared Diamond, and uh, The History of Human Civilization by Will and Ari Durant. Um, those three books have given me huge perspective on this whole pandemic because we've been through so many versions of this before and we came out the other side and I think that perspective has really helped me keep my mindset positive because I'm like we'll come through this as well amazing and I know you mentioned that you're on you're writing your third book but what's next for Brian Keane it depends on the on the to be honest on the COVID-19 because um, I was training for Ironman so an Ironman triathlon um, which would have been my first triathlon and I was supposed to run in the Himalayas in an ultramarathon in Nepal in November and then I'm climbing Kilimanjaro with people in February and bringing a crowd of people up to Kilimanjaro in Tanzania Um, but it depends on COVID-19 so they were the next three things on the list Uh, but as of now it looks like getting better quality time with my family um, and writing the third book until lockdown like lifts Mm -hmm. and and where can all the half-timers follow you? Uh, So the Brian King podcast as you mentioned um, anywhere you listen to podcasts and probably Instagram. So Instagram, Brian underscore Keen underscore fitness. Um, but I'm on all the platforms. I'm on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, etc. But Instagram and the podcast are probably the ones I use the most and put the most content out on. Nice. And we have reached full time on the halftime show. Brian, thank you so much for taking the time out of your sauna time as well because I know you're into your recovery. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks so much again for having me on. Um, it's been a real, real pleasure having you on. As I said to you before, I, I got you on the show. I've been a fan for a while and uh, and yeah, keep inspiring people, keep making a difference and uh, the fitness industry is in a much better place with you being around. So really, really appreciate you uh, for coming on. Uh, thanks so much for those awesome words and thanks so much again for having me on. <laughs> And that is it, guys. You can catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, 3 to 4 on the Halftime Show with fantastic guests such as Brian uh, Keane. We talk about mental health, gut health, and strength and conditioning, and also with what's happening in the world right now. Stay positive, stay safe. And that's me from the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 3 p.m.